about this local news today? The Athletic reporting that the A's are likely to move to Sacramento temporarily. Sacramento is the front runner now to land the A's on that temporary basis between leaving Oakland and moving to Vegas. Brody Brazil from NBC Sports San Francisco is going to join us in about 10 minutes, so we'll find out from Brody if he sees the story the same way The Athletic does. Uh, Looking forward to that as um, Jay and I all show long have been wrestling with, that's great, right? But wait, that's bad for the fans of Oakland. But wait, we'd have baseball here. So we're torn. Yeah. Torn, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately it's a very exciting day for Sacramento, but I believe Dave was on record. Dave Wigland of the uh, J Ross <laughs> the morning show. Huh? Yeah. I believe yeah. weeks ago he said, I can't get behind that given everything that really, uh, you know, Kings fans. Yeah. Are okay. Dave's okay. very vehemently against this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what there is to that when, when Brody joins us and Emil has been with us here, uh, by the way, question for you from Manny to legit return of the empire later today. Yes. Return of the empire. Final live episode. Oh, really? Just the last one for, for again, we're going to take a short break. We'll be, we will be back with podcast form for the off season. We'll be back uh, for, for free agency next month. And then for the draft as well. Sporadically again, up to stay up to date at my Twitter at Emiliano for So for all return of the empire news. Great. All right. We've been talking about Steve Wilkes now that, We've had some time to digest this and uh, separate ourselves from the emotion that went into our analysis of a lot of uh, the Super Bowl. And Emil just ran down three signs that this was probably going to happen, that Steve Wilkes was going to be fired, and you can see those at SackdownSports.com. So we're going to render our verdicts now. First, uh, on the chat, Compio says, the guy coaches a defense to a Super Bowl, holds Mahomes to 19 points in regulation, and is fired. Yeah. Kyle deflects attention. From his play calling, dot, dot, dot. So there's certainly that. But, uh, um, Jay, you were just about to render your decision here. Yeah. Do you, can we say, hey, scapegoat or not? Steve Wilkes getting fired. Did Kyle Shanahan scapegoat him or not? The optics look like a scapegoat. I'm going to go 80-20. I think he was scapegoated. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I think the optics showcased that, he, you know, they had to put it on someone when I say they, meaning John Lynch or Shanahan or, uh-huh. or you know someone, whoever the the ownership group had to take the, uh, the the step back and take a look at it, and the one thing would be terrifying. As much as many, you know, we have the TCs of the world, and we have people who chime in and talk about Shanahan should be, you know, feet should be to the fire. I'll say this: if there's anything that would probably electrify the 49er empire, is if Someone right now, John Lynch or ownership, came out and said, you know what? Or we'd see a Mill for Goso report, an Adam Schefter report, some type of report that came out and said, Kyle Shanahan is on the hot seat. You better you better believe the electrification of the 49er empire yeah. would start right now. And so I think to coming off the loss, coming off the Super Bowl loss, coming off how it happened over time, Pat Mahomes, second time again, defense didn't play up to snuff in the, in the fourth quarter, the OT, they let the game-winning drive go through, and all the great facts that Emil just proposed to us, I think he was scapegoated. How about you, Emil? And you just broke down reasons why we should have known this was coming based on the way things unfolded this year. I don't think he was scapegoated. That's just my personal opinion. I, I, in terms of scapegoat, as like it was all, it was all his fault. It was all this, that, this. I don't think it was all his fault. I think Kyle was to blame. Yes, the offense stalled out, and that was kind of the reason they lost the Super Bowl is that they didn't create enough offensively. But there were signs of this just breaking down throughout the year and it not working out. And 
even if they won the Super Bowl, I think it was a possibility he was let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan scapegoated Steve Wilkes because he didn't need to. Nope. He yeah. didn't. There's no. He's not under pressure from nope. ownership. They love him. He has full control. So he didn't need to offer a sacrificial lamb like, well, my fault. Look at this guy. Um, but it the look is terrible, Optics, of course. Yeah. And as yeah. Kyle Draper, Kyle Draper hit the nail on the head a couple days ago, and I think we've all uh talked about this. Hiring Steve Wilkes in the first place was a bad hire. Yes. And that's on Kyle. And that's where I said as well, is 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 that it's not a scapegoat, it's an omission of wrongdoing. For, for this and hire. Admission of wrong. Admission, yes. Yeah. I got yeah. it. Big words. I got it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. It's, it's an it's been a long season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 25 so, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a scapegoating, but in a way, if you really look at it, it's actually, it's very, it's very damning of Kyle Shanahan because, you know, yep. he's made a yeah. series of bad decisions at quarterback uh, and he looks like he finally, what you know, Brock Purdy falls out of the sky in his lap. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. But this was a terrible decision yeah. from the jump. And that's why all those signs that you pointed to were there. Which is why, with this time around, they have to get it right. They can't get it wrong. Because otherwise, yeah. just like we're talking about with the rumors of Kyle being on the hot seat, Kyle will be on the hot seat, John will be on the hot seat if they get this wrong. Is again. is it Chris Kasarek, though? Like I don't think so. You don't think no, so? He will not, he will not so be. so really? in being the line coach. I can tell you this right now. I'll even report this. Chris, Chris Kasarek... I would say 75% is not getting the job. He does not want it. He, yeah, he doesn't no, want does it. he does not He want likes it. what he does so Gosh. much. Typically, defensive line guys do not want that because they're so ingratiated with their own group. They don't sure. see it the same way. It's why linebackers, former linebackers and linebacker coaches are so good at taking that middle of the park job because they're connected with the back end and the front sure. end. Sure. He it's, could probably yeah. get it if he wanted. Well, and he could, I, yes. I asked yes. that question because I think part of the naysayers is – they went outside the organization and mm-hmm. hired Steve Wilkes compared to Sala and D'Amico. You know, those guys were more inside. Yep. And so and you look at Mike McDonald, uh, you know, that type of situation. And so I was I was wondering, hearing what you were saying with Chris passing on the plays, mm-hmm. it's like I didn't know he didn't want it, but could they go back outside again and it seemed like the 49er Empire be okay with it? Yeah, I have two names inside the Niners that would get it over Casera. Really? Daniel Bullock, their DB, okay. their DB coach, Daniel mm-hmm. Bullock, would get it, who's been there for six years yeah, now. He's been there for, since Shanahan, right? Pre- almost. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then additionally, Johnny Holland, their linebacker coach. But really? He, he ain't yes. getting it. He he would get it. He should get it. But he ain't getting it because he's been really sick. Yeah, he's been mm. dealing with he's been dealing with cancer the last couple of years. Yeah. All, all prayers, Johnny and, yeah. and his family. And again, uh, multiple so, myeloma. He's been yeah. treated for yeah. it. And he's yes. doing well right now, he but is. I don't know if you can assume that kind of responsibility you know, relapse or something mm-hmm. and then, yeah. exactly they needed to be in the fold thick and thin you know johnny's been excellent in his specific role and i don't think they want to deviate from that so either i think either holland or bullock especially bullock uh, has, has a shot at it for sure but i i really think that kyle and john know they need to they need to nail this higher and it's going to come from the outside i would suggest there's a guy by the name of chris kiffin you know, mm-hmm. Lane's brother. Lane's brother, yeah. Uh, he worked with the 49ers 2018, 2019. He was a linebackers coach. He actually, is the guy that said, hey, you should take a look at a guy that I had, Aziz Al-Shair. Aziz Al-Shair. That was his guy. So, like, they said, take a look at him there. Oh, so he nailed that one. And he's been helping D'Amico Ryans, or he did last year, yep. run the same defense right. uh, with the Texans this year. Right. He's their linebacker coach. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, we're you know, we're going to hear all the hot names being floated. Is there opportunity to see Brandon Staley come here? 
There's always a chance. I just I don't think that would go over well with Niner fans. Plus, he's a mm. three four guy. Yeah, he's, he's a three a four, four guy, guy. And the last few years with 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 the Chargers did not go well. No. Again, he had the one season with the Rams where the Rams team was on fire. I don't think a one season tenure is really enough to write home and to bring in, especially considering the stakes for this Niners team. Where this is kind of their last raw with this unit. Yeah, they, it would be yeah. it would be coaching malpractice to me if they bring in somebody after Steve Wilkes who is not a 4-3 guy. Someone whose mm-hmm. system has sure. not always been the the cover three of the Seattle mm-hmm. system. Or a great so, a great defensive mind um, that has the pedigree and the history that, that the players are going to respect and listen to. I don't think they're going to listen to Brandon Staley as much. You know, I, I saw this name floated around, and we, I got an opportunity to see him at the Super Bowl, and I don't I, – I know he's been doing some consulting and things like that. Rob Ryan. Heard, I've heard this. I've 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 heard this name float around. I don't again. I have to see to believe okay, it. Okay, okay. I, I really would. I, I I'd rather. I I think they're looking for the more current names in the market because Rob's been out of it for a little bit. Yes. Um. I think it's always possible. Rob Ryan again has the pedigree, but I, again, I think they, flaming failure yeah. in New Orleans, right? Flaming failure. There's just, too many yeah. again cons and pros. There's too you. many. That's a heck of a a heck of a personality to bring in there too as well. Yeah. Oh, he'd be fired. Like, Rob yeah. Ryan Kyle is a personality. Like Kyle yeah. would be like, no, 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 no. How about Pete Carroll? Who yeah. knows the system better? The Seattle system. He's from <laughs> That's San Francisco. True. That is true. I thought about this. I He's did. a Cali guy too, yeah. a little bit. It's you possible. Know? It's, I just, man, Niner fans would have to put Ooh. all their emotions aside. <laughs> Our, our 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 one of our board ops, Nate Littlefield, as well. We have to put his because he does not like Pete Carroll. So it'd be fun to see. But for a Super Bowl at this point, I think yeah. you could get most I mean, guy, you know, most Forty Nine er fans. Richard just, Sherman came here and everybody's okay. Yes, true, fair, yeah. Even though he yeah. gave up the pass, yeah, I got yeah, you. No, I understand. Again, Pete would be an excellent person, but also he's an older coach as well. Too, does he have the I energy know. and some of that? I, I will know. see. What about Vrabel? Vrabel is the guy I think they should go after. No. Mm. Yes. But isn't Vrabel a three-four guy too? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But if they're Can't do it. if they're going to bring in an outside guy, it has to be a name of pedigree that can lead men. They're going to listen to that's younger, that has the juice that they can try and marry. Again, another great defensive mind. Same with Bill Belichick. Another great defensive mind that has the pedigree to bring in and really mesh well with Shanahan. What they're trying to look for. And what about Bill Belichick, you mentioned Bill Belichick. I think that's Ooh, personalities that, wouldn't match. That's the big fish they're going to try and call, though. I think. Do you? You think John Lynch is picking up the phone to to check to tap in Bill Belichick's sale? I I think this Super Bowl was a, was a rough awakening for the Niners that they have to exhaust every avenue. I mean, they tried to bring Tom Brady home after all, right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Why, it's why funny. I try to get the coach Belichick. I was thinking there's no way, but when you said, "Do you think John Lynch would phone him up?" and I'm remembering the whole Jimmy G thing, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how that happened. Yeah. And as you said that, I thought, "Oh, maybe." <laughs> I Look, could see John Lynch. John is picking up his phone. Here, here's the one thing. Calling I could Bill see that. Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing I will say about this Niners team that, with, under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They're never idle in an offseason. That's true. They always make a big. They yes. always make a big splash. And it true. wouldn't surprise me if it's a Vrabel or a Belichick. Mm. Wow! It wouldn't surprise you. I, I would be surprised. It has to be a big name. They have to hit this out of the park. Speaking of hitting things out of the park, thank mm. you, Emil. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Uh, I read the news today. Oh, boy, the A's may be coming to Sacramento. Brody Brazil, who's been all over the A's relocation saga from the beginning, from NBC Sports Bay Area, he joins us with his views next, right here with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. What a day to be a Sacramento sports fan. Whitey Gleason, Jay Johnson today. Kyle Draper is vacationing. He's missing what could be... A big unforgettable day because the athletic is reporting that Sacramento 
is the front runner to land the A's on that temporary basis. We know that the A's uh, were meeting with uh, officials from Oakland and the county and the city about a lease extension, and we're not sure how that's going, but a source is telling the Athletic, apparently it's not going that well. So it's time to find out what's going on from our next guest. Uh, let me tell you something, Jay, about Brody Brazil. Yes, sir. Speak on it. Maybe the most patient man in broadcasting history because years ago I used to do a feature with Brody. Uh, Two legends? Weekly, okay. Weekly feature about ice hockey and the patience that Brody had to exhibit. The Sharks? Talking to me about ice <laughs> hockey every week. I will never forget it. Always appreciated. NBC Sports Bay Area uh, insider on the ace. Brody Brazil, how are you, Brody? It is great to talk with you. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we go back. Uh, yeah. And yeah, now, now, now you have to suffer through me here for this interview. And <laughs> I don't know how much relevance or insight I can give because there are so many different things out there right now. I'm even having a hard time piecing it all together, putting together what it means, where it's all coming from, what's real, what's not. Today has been a bit of a twister. No mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. Well, I understand that and uh, appreciate your time. Anybody who's interested in this, Brody has a... Uh, uh, a number of uh, videos at NBC Sports uh, Bay Area that are really, I mean, he takes it. It's like, he's like, he was the way you should talk to me about hockey. He looks in the camera very, and he explains things very surely and steadily. <laughs> no, really, they're very educational. They are. Thank you. So yeah, this may not are. be fair, Brody, but the athletic, as I say, reporting Sacramento is the front runner based on what you know, what you've seen. Do you, does that make sense to you? Is that the way you see it? Or do we just not really know? I've always thought Sacramento would be a good option. I mean, you consider that the proximity to Oakland, the fact that, uh, and I'm going to call it Rayleigh Field. Sorry, I'm old That's school. Fine. I'm two thousands yeah. type guy. Uh, but it just it it checks a lot of boxes for the A's. I think the fact that they even had that meeting with Oakland, Alameda, and Coliseum officials, what just yesterday, and it's crazy. Right after that, it comes out that it was quick. It was cordial. Both sides figured out that they would meet again and there would be further conversations. And then today from the mayor's office that even the prospect of potential guaranteed expansion in Oakland came up, all that. And then all of a sudden, boom, Sacramento from the athletic is uh, potentially a front runner. But again, going back to the idea that it, it might be a front runner, no surprise. We all know the official visit that team owner, John Fisher and president Dave Cavill made what just a couple weeks ago now. So it all, it all makes a lot of sense. Um, but I just don't know. There, there's so many logs in the fire right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me why Salt Lake City would not be great competition to that. Tell me why staying in Oakland wouldn't be the absolute easiest thing for the A's to do. I'm not saying that's what they would prefer to do in terms of optics and the kind of lame duck years they would spend at the Coliseum. But uh, Sacramento, to me, has always been one of the top things on the list. There was all that conversation about Summerlin, Nevada, right? The Las Vegas suburb. And they've got the Aviators AAA ballpark. And it's already Las Vegas. but if you're the A's, I don't think you want to start making your first impression in 2025 based on how your baseball team is going to look and how just things have generally been. I don't think they want to go down there until they're absolutely ready. So Northern California and Sacramento have always been, in my opinion, a decision that they should have probably realist, realistically considered. And it's no surprise that they're here right now. What about this read, Brody? What do you think of this uh, this read on it? Okay, so... Oakland meets with the A's. They talk about a lot of things. And apparently, you know, as you say, it's apparent that expansion came up. Is it possible that Oakland asked for a number of things that the A's and or MLB just said, we're not doing that. And so that's why all of a sudden now we're talking about Sacramento's a front runner. 
Yeah, it might have been a quick meeting on purpose, not just because both sides planned it that way. Is because, wait, that's that's how you're starting this? Okay, see you later. We're moving on. We're moving back to Sacramento, right? So it, it could have been that way. And let's be very honest. I mean, I think Oakland had no choice but to go forward and say, we want one or all of a couple of things. We're yeah. interested in acquiring half the land, which the A's are about to own half the Coliseum site. Oakland's interested in potentially keeping the name and logo and colors of the Oakland A's. Like if you want to go relocate, fine, but Oakland wants the rights to, to hang on to that, like Seattle with the Sonics, or the thought that Oakland could be guaranteed an expansion franchise by Major League Baseball. And I got to say something here. There, there is actual precedent to that happening because, oh, let's remember how the Oakland A's got to Oakland. Kansas City got the Royals because the A's departed Mm -hmm. Kansas City. So baseball can sit there and tell you, well, we're not ready to do that. Or, well, we don't have an expansion committee yet formed to make that type of decision. No, you actually could. You've done it before. And in this case, come on, there should be no surprises. We saw how fast uh, relocation was approved unanimously. I know that they could snap their fingers and say, you know what, let's do it like this. A's moved to Las Vegas or that franchise moved to Las Vegas. Oakland, here's your expansion. We'll do all this stuff to flip in 2028. But, um, you know, you you could have to see, right? And Oakland has said they needed some type of trade-off. If they're really going to represent the community, represent taxpayers as elected officials, they have to get something out of this. So no surprise Oakland came into the meeting that way. Joined by Brody Brazil of NBC Sports Bay Area. Brody, there it seems, and we know this, you've been all over this, you know, for the last couple of years. It seems as if the Oakland A's continue to keep getting that deadline pushed further and further and further and further and further off. And I I put so many furthers in there because at this point I've lost track. Can you update me as an Oakland A's fan? And, of course, I read it, and you started this saying, like, look, you're not 100% sure exactly where this is going, but as much as possible, can you update guys like me who is an Oakland A's fan of what is the next deadline that Vegas and baseball has proposed on? the Oakland A's to give out some renderings or figure out what you guys want to do. Well, the Tropicana Hotel will not take your reservation after April 2nd. Oh. And I, I've been, yeah. So I can't I, go see that Michael Jackson show. You can't get a, you can't get a $17 room uh, for, for, Mar- for May, I should say. Sorry, you can for March, not for May. So, no, that's a great question. And I think um, even, even as recently as January, I'm making a YouTube video and I'm doing some research and I'm thinking, wait, could I book a room at the Tropicana for December of 2024? You absolutely could. So Bally's and GLPI, the owner of the land and the owner of Tropicana, they recently decided, all right, April 2nd is when we're going to stop taking reservations. We're going to close down the hotel after that. Now, instantly people thought, all right, that's a good move or that's a good piece of news for the A's. It means that the project is moving forward. But in reality, it means that Bally's and GLPI, they're also part of the other, you know, 26 of 35 acres right on that site. It, It really says that they are going to move on with, whatever they're going to do on the site with or without the A's. And I say that not to be cruel or to lead you on, but like they've kind of set the date that the train is leaving the station. And the moment they close that hotel is the moment that revenues on that site stop. Mm. It starts costing them money to have that land and to not have any income. I mean, $17 a night at a time, but still it's, it's gambling money. It's all the money that they make still on a regular basis to have that hotel open. They've decided they're going to shut it down. So that kind of is a hard deadline. Of all the other stuff that is a little bit flexible, that's a hard deadline. The other one is for scheduling purposes of 2025 and you guys going back to the Sacramento side. And I know I totally realize who I'm talking to here and that's what you guys are most interested in. This kind of fell in your lap too. The other thing would be is, look, 
the Major League Baseball initial rough draft schedule that is typically put out. I have it on perfect word that that is usually something that gets floated around in January. The teams look at it. They make revisions. They ask for different things. But pretty much February, March and into April, the schedule for next year is set. It doesn't come out until July. But here we are, what, mid-February, and there's a whole team not represented on the map and on the schedule yet of Mm. where they might be playing. And some people say, well, it's in the West, and that's not a big deal. (laughs) No, again, I have it on word from people who would know about these things, and it is a big deal, scheduling, logistics, all that stuff. So the A's are definitely on the clock to figure out this temporary location thing as much as the ballpark thing sooner than later. I'm talking weeks versus months. Brody Brazil with us, A's Insider, NBC Sports Bay Area. And again, if you're interested in this uh, saga, Brody has some really informative videos that, that you need to check out. But Fo- Brody, there's so many questions here that you know we may never know the answers to, but a lot of them you can figure out a possible answer. There's one question here to which I, I have a hard time coming up with any possible answer, and that is why has Major League Baseball, from the beginning of this process, been so willing to bend over backwards to give the A's and give Fisher whatever they want. You want to go where? You will waive the expansion fee. Why Why have Major League Baseball owners been so cooperative with this, this uh, slipshod effort to move the team to Vegas? Part of it is, I think, I mean, the A's have done a really excellent job at, at getting a lot of things for free, right? You mentioned yes. no, relo- yes. no relocation fee. Uh, They're not paying for the land at all. They're also getting 30 years of property tax exemption in this process. So the A's have maneuvered so many things out of this. In fact, GLPI, the company that owns the land, is actually giving the A's $175 million in addition to the free land. Most of that is to take care of the demolition. But anyway, the the point being is I think some owners would say, well, gosh, how could we say no? I mean, look what they've already lined up. But the other side of it, and I think this is what you were alluding to, is just that it's a fraternity. And Rob Manfred as commissioner, and I can't believe Rob Manfred, some of the things he said, even in the last 48 hours yeah, about come on now. how A's fans should just uh, sure. look at look across the bay and the say, Giants well, fans. Also, yeah. and that's, look, it's okay to be a fan of both. Uh, there's a lot of people in my own close family who are, like, that's great, no problem. But you're also telling a certain fan base, we're going to make you extinct. And also for those of you who survive this, you know, you're going to go over there. I just think that Rob Manfred has has clearly become a commissioner of the owners, and that's fine. That's who he works for, Major League Baseball. But th- that means to me, like, who is, you know, the, the players have a players association. Tony Clark is the head of that. The owners have Rob Manfred. He's the head of, uh, of uh, baseball as the commissioner. Who represents the customers in all this? Mm-hmm. And and who's looking out for the fans' best interests and, and communities' best interests? There's kind of nobody that represents if baseball and sports are a triangle like that, fans, owners, and players. Who represents the fans in this case? And the answer is I don't know. And I think that's what's been most clear about this to me. And look, you guys know very well from the entire King saga of right. what, was it 15, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, you know, the, the commissioner of the NBA, David Stern, at that point, rest in peace, you know, w- was such more of a champion completely. That's why they named a street after him in downtown Sacramento. Yeah, right. yeah. There, there will never be a Rob Manfred Lane <laughs> anywhere, I think, on the face of the earth, but especially in Northern California. Brody, you know, 
You like That's that a great one, point, huh? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think part of the, the, the real reason, I think a lot of Oakland A's fans are super torn. And I, let me say, I'm speaking for myself. And sure. maybe, Whitey, I'm speaking for you it's as well. about fans in this area? Yeah, well, just Oakland A's fans okay. and all. Uh-huh. And, and this is something that I've watched you put out different videos and different um, assertions of so many things. Is and, and help me here is at what point, is someone, and we know it's not going to happen in baseball, and I think Mayor Tao has done it to a certain extent, but she still has to play ball. At some point, why? when is someone going to call Rob Manford out and get him to respond? Like, he's only done one interview, one interview, and I can't remember, it was with one of your com, uh, compadres, I would imagine. Was it NBC? It was Raj Mathias. Yes, right. Yeah. And and get him to come out of his cocoon. Like, has there been enough call out of for John Fisher from your standpoint, I guess is what I'm asking. I mean, you could only ask and request so much from somebody. They're not obligated to talk. And it, what's I think interesting is the times that Mr. Fisher has spoken. They've been in Texas after the owners meeting mm. in November when they approved relocation. And also two weeks ago in Nevada at a Chamber of right. Commerce gala or whatever it, it's interesting that i don't think he's ever done a public speaking appearance in in the state of california since he's been owner of the a's um i have really no answer to that you know you're, you're basically saying how how do you how do you force out of him what the public wants to hear and i i just don't think you're you're ever going to get it um there it's, it's a picky choosy situation you know there's it's there. There are other front-facing people in terms of of representing the A's. He's obviously chosen the path that he doesn't want to be that, and, and it's it's quite quite the the contrast. Him and look at Vivek, right? He's not hard to find. You want to go find him? Go courtside at yeah. G1Z, right? There he is. It's just it's a, it's an amazing contrast in this day and age. And and I would also say this too. I've been watching recently, for example, the Kansas City Royals and what they're trying to do with the new ballpark. And their owner, Mr. Sherman, came out and delivered a whole speech, and he's sitting first row at a lot of the games and and he's out there saying we're trying to earn your trust in this case i mean the a's are basically a team that has shut off their social media accounts and even commenting on on social media posts that they make and and the few and far in between that they still do make so they've chosen this approach which again i i think we are in some of these situations because of the approach they've taken of maybe handling things in a totally different way than most pro sports teams do i know that was a it was not really the answer to your question because I don't know that there is an answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. Brody Brazil with us. By the way, did you know, Jay, that Brody is the guy, you know, the trophy that goes to the Babe Ruth oh, series no. winner, oh, which no. is a piece of the, he's, that's his idea. Really? Well, yes. Yeah. We Wasn't had to go all the way up. I yeah, thought it was Brody. Wasn't yeah. that your idea? I think it was 2016 or 17. It was right around the time my son was born. Um, I worked with Caltrans. They had just torn the <laughs> eastern span of the old Bay Bridge down. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, who do I, who, what connections do I have at Caltrans, right? But uh, <laughs> sure enough, they're like, we think we can make this work. I'm like, get out of here. They're like, how much do you need? I'm like, five pounds. They're like, how about 5,000 pounds? Because we can only cut. So I, I I kid you not, we went out to a scrapyard right by the the foot of where the new bridge is, and they said, "Do you want this piece? You take it." And I said, "Take how what?" So I I work with NBC, work with the wow. A's, work with the I Giants. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this exclusively. I've never said this anywhere else before. NBC spent, I want to say about ten thousand dollars to to move that piece of steel wow. to fabricate. So like we we invested in it, but you know it was for the it was for. 
for the two teams and all that stuff. But uh, look, I, I know. Look, I know you say that, and I, and I. It's been a. It's been a fun thing. It's been a. Um, what do you want to say? A, a polarizing thing for a lot of people. Some people like it, hate it, whatever in between. But if if the Bay Area and Northern California loses the two team sense that we have right now and loses the geographical rivalry and you know what uh full confidence that that everybody can be a giants fan like that can that can happen there's no reason why that can't happen i'm not suggesting that's the easiest route or that's what anybody feels like they're going to immediately want to do but i think to change the landscape like this you know it's more than just a's fans losing something here it's the entire region losing something here and uh that that just stinks and and i I know this is part of the business side of sports and things like this have happened before. Hasn't happened in baseball in a long time, but this this whole thing feels more personal the way it's the way it's played out than yeah. business. Rode, I got one more for you. Um, I apologize for taking oh. up so much of your time, but um, love, I love I, it. I was going to ask you, you know, about the Sharks power play. We'll have to wait till next time <laughs> for that. You know, but I, you got to shoot shoot the puck more. That's all. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, <laughs> Seriously, and I know nobody knows, so we're not going to hold you to this. What do you think are the chances yeah. that this A's move to Vegas for one reason or another just falls apart completely and the A's never go there? My number has has fluctuated a lot. If you asked me a year ago at this time, before April 19th and the big announcement, 5%, and then up to 9%, and then, and then up to honestly like 90% after the public money went through, and a lot of things happened this summer. But I think that 90% has dwindled back down to a 50-50 proposition. And I, I want to be careful when I say that because the next thing that it's going to come out of my mouth is that does not necessarily mean that the A's will stay in Oakland. That also does not necessarily mean that Sacramento will be an interim host or quite honestly, maybe land the A's in an interim fashion and then keep them because Las Vegas swaps. I mean, there's so many elements to this, but I truly think it is back to a 50-50 situation in Las Vegas, like, uh, excuse me, Bally's. Having some financial issues, obviously there must be some reasons. We haven't seen renderings and private financing from the A's. There's too much that they would love to to boast about and show you, but they haven't yet. They can't. So in my opinion, at this point, and I could be proven wrong, and this that number could go right back up to 90% in a split second within a matter of a couple of days and a couple of major things. But as of right now, based on the timing of things, what we have seen, what we haven't seen, it's just 50-50 down there. And it's still could largely happen but i think the other 50 percent of its side i'll let you know that this thing is far from done let me say this and and brody you've been on our show you know going back to when dc was here doug Doug christie was here i will say this man as much as i've watched you and watched you know so many of your you know constituents with you casey pratt's the guys like that this conversation as an oakland a's fan and of course being in this industry and um me and whitey going back and forth man i appreciate it because it it, it brings a little more clarity as I, you know, within my own mind, I'm as me and Whitey for the last two hours have argued about and, and tussled yeah. with the fact that if they come yeah. to Sacramento, would we go? Yeah. And it makes you all that uncertainty makes you anxious. And Brody, yes. there's, there's a lot of fans here who are kind of torn because we hear from, yeah. you know, Oakland A's fans who say, Hey, everybody in Sacramento, you remember what it was like when you almost lost your team, please don't support this. On the other hand, yeah. you know, it's like, Aaron Judge is down the street, you know, potentially. So <laughs> it's really we're on the horns of a moral dilemma here. If it yeah. comes to that, not sure what to do. So what do yeah. we do about that, Brody? <laughs> you, do you want to be? Do you want to be Anaheim? Do you want to be Seattle? What was the guy's name up in Seattle who had officially bought the the team? Chris. Uh, 
it's Chris, Chris Hansen, Chris yeah, Hansen right. right? Chris yeah. Hansen, yeah. So, I mean, you know, do you really want to be that guy? You want to be you – know, a lot of times we say that in life. Do you want to be that guy? Uh, no, but I, it's – how could you say no to that? I, I totally understand it. I, I've said all along, A's fans have, have posed to me, what are you going to do personally, professionally? You're going to be a fan? You're going to work in Vegas? My answer is, like, there's no playbook for this. Yeah. All of this stuff is so far-fetched from even our thoughts five years ago that there's no right – I won't criticize anybody for whatever they think or do or however they handle this situation. And I think time will present a better answer on that and if it really comes to fruition in, in Sacramento and – and we'll see. Oh, technically, guys, West Sacramento. Okay, right. You cross that river. You're in West Sacramento. <laughs> Yellow <Amen>. County. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 a five ten guy originally, but four one five nine two five. I I stopped through the nine one six. Like I'm just just saying, but nice. um, but no, I I I love all you up there, and I I appreciate even the fact that you're cognizant of that oh, and you're sure. thinking about that and that's not like hey because you know what in las vegas you know what they're saying oh, we'll take your team we yeah. you doubt you doubt us we'll do whatever we want i mean and not all of them but uh there is an arrogance down there that they can just make anything work and it's like i don't know that you know the entire situation here but yeah. but you guys do so i appreciate that yeah and by the way i just flashed back on something i remember when we you and i used to talk every week with dibs and and Kreitz, and the the NHL where they have their like their they would play outdoors and I remember you and I saying on the radio hey they should play on Lake Tahoe you remember that oh, and they did yeah, Brody they did. they did it it didn't right. it was a terrible You're idea but trying to trying to piss me off because you know the two teams they invited one of them was the Golden Knights they were like yeah. oh, oh Tahoe's right. in Tahoe's in Nevada you know who plays in Nevada the Las Vegas Golden Knights That's and you're right. like wait. Do the math of how far away <laughs> Vegas to Tahoe is versus Tahoe to the Bay Area. You're right. You idiots. That's our team. That's our region. Dummies. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't no, mean to I take know. you down there. I'm, 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 you know what? This is the true broadcaster in me because if we were really having this conversation, I would have dropped a few <laughs> bombs in there. All right, Brody. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Have a great weekend. My pleasure. Thank you guys for the support and having me on. And, and you know what? The attention you guys put on this – that also, I know it's the all-star break and you're away from the Kings for a little bit, but that in itself can't be appreciated enough. So thank you so much for bringing this this topic up. You got it. The great Brody Brazil. Uh, meanwhile, Manfred manages to insult A's fans again. We're right back with that. Drive guys on Sackdown Sports. Our thanks to Brody Brazil for joining us. Uh, Brody really does an excellent job of breaking down this very confusing situation. And I know I said it twice when we spoke to him, but if you're interested in this at all and you haven't done so i definitely recommend his videos at nbc sports bay area does a great job of breaking down this is what's going on and this is why we didn't think this was going to happen and this is what could happen and today we're dealing with the fact that what could happen is the oakland a's very well may spend three years in sacramento on i'm having a hard time believing it even as i'm saying it jay i know and it's the the more you try to convince yourself that it may happen it may not happen and then you also Throw in the crux, also too, legend of, of the fact that what? you uh you take you didn't hear me correctly there over there, a bad headphone. Oh, okay, legend. Um, the the other part of it is, it's so close yet so far. Yeah, and that's one of the things I kind of took from Brody is you know, like I'm not rooting for the Giants. I, you know, albeit may yeah they're forty miles to twenty miles, whatever you want to call it at this point. Uh, it's not forty miles, but twenty miles. You know from whatever, ballpark to ballpark, I'm, I would never do it. I, mean, I can't do it. Not rooting for the Giants. And even if the A's, you know, go to Anchorage, Alaska, I'm not rooting for the Giants. And so it's so interesting because 
to Sacramento, that is our closest, you know, that that's the closest you can be part of a fan base. Mm-hmm. And now for them to leave and even throw in the crux that they're here, like yeah. they could be here, mm-hmm. right here. Right here. Right here. Yeah. And you just alluded to one of the things that I can't quite understand. I think I'm just going to have to resign myself to the notion that the people that run baseball right now don't really care about baseball that much. But as you said, Rob Manfred um, yesterday is telling um, the media, you know, hey, Oakland won't have a team. Well, it's not like the Bay Area won't have a team. They have the Giants suggesting that A's fans should root for the Giants. And, you know, anyone who's a baseball fan knows that it, it just doesn't work that way, no. especially in the two-team markets. Come you on. Know, I tell a Mets fan, well, just root for the Yankees then. And as Brody said, sure, there are some of those split-cat people. Maybe not my favorite people in the world, but okay, I get it. You know, A's, Giants, but there are a lot, like Jay, like myself, who are really not. So yeah. how can baseball do this? This looks so bad. In addition to that, the whole thing looks so bad for everybody, right? The way it's drawn out. The plans are not really finished. How could they be proceeding with this? Doesn't baseball care about the way the fans are being dragged through all this? And I guess they really don't, Jay. It's such a bad look for baseball at a time when, you know, baseball's popularity um, could use a big boost. And yet, baseball's, they the way they're handling all this and, and looking so bad, they just... Like they don't care, and that's astonishing to me. Yeah, it's something that I had to, like you said, I had to come to grips and have to remove myself from the love of the sport that I've had and defending it for so long. And you know, I'm not a man for guy. I'm far from, just not even close to, you know, being a fan or supporting just about anything he has done since he's been in office. And it's it's not a one man show. It's not all him. He is the face. Like one of the stories I always tell people all the time especially, and we've all been in this situation where you are a customer of a company um, and something happens wrong with that company where they overcharge you or your service is not going correctly and you have to get on the phone and call customer service. And one of the things I always try to tell myself, and I've said this to customer service reps, is listen, it's not a personal thing. I'm frustrated in the fact that the company that you chose to represent now, you know, you're you're on the front line. Unfortunately, you're going to get the, you know, the eye of my anger. And I've, I please, you know, understand where I'm coming from. It's not a personal situation. And so Rob Manford is the, the service rep. He is that person for baseball, as Brody alluded to, for the owners. And when you really get down to it, I just can't support anything he's done. Like, he hasn't done anything for me to even be happy. Well, he hasn't done anything for me to even pat him on the back. He hasn't done anything for me to give him a thumbs up. He hasn't done anything for me to, to even support what he's doing with my favorite organization. The customer is always right, correct? I mean, that's an old business well, yeah. principle. I, I don't necessarily uh, agree with that all the time, Whitey, but I, I understand that. I, mean, I get it. It's a nice approach. Yes. Um, and Manfred, not only is Major League Baseball saying the customer is wrong, baseball is saying it's the customer's fault. Yes. People have, well, they haven't been coming to the games. So not only is baseball saying uh, you guys are, are, are wrong, it's baseball saying it's your fault, trying to blame mm. Oakland fans. So that's one reason why I think there has been some support from other cities. We've seen, you know, uh, at the All-Star Game, uh, fans in other cities, supporting Oakland, yes. you know, yes. as the A's have traveled 
this because past I think year fans in Seattle. Realize, some yeah. fans realize, you know, this isn't really our problem. But if baseball is doing it to them, they could do it to us. Mm-hmm. We have to give them our support. So it's just, I mean, even the Maloofs for a while, their motto was the customer's always right. And towards the end, you know, they were losing money and things yeah, kind of went sideways. Yeah. But even the Maloofs were proponents of that. And Rob Manfred is just, yeah, it's the customer's fault. And that's just such horrible business. It's mind-boggling. It is. And, and to also double down on that is when you have an owner who's kind of not saying that because we haven't heard him say anything, as we alluded to with Brody Brazil. But it's you're not even coming out. At least Brody spoke about the Royals owner coming out and having a conversation and saying, listen, we want to be here. What And we saw this last year when Rob Manford was making his rounds. And remember he went to Milwaukee and he, he, he got in front of reporters in a scrum and said, like he threatened Milwaukee almost and said, listen, if you guys don't get in front of this as a city, you guys could end up what you're seeing going, happening in Oakland and Oakland for with the athletics. That's crazy. It is. It's for you to really jump bomb. out there and do that when Milwaukee just barely had their ballpark felt like just built. And then on top of that, to double down, and this is something I've always had a problem with. I don't know Dave Cavill at all. Dave Cavill is a friend of this station. He comes on the morning show quite a bit. He's been on shows that I've produced and hosted. He was a step and fetch it, man. Like John Fisher put him out there. And it was the Ringling Circus. Go ahead. You're the grandmaster. You're going to manipulate everything. And Dave has now kind of put himself out there as being a bulletproof vest for what's going on. And when, you, when you're when you dealing with guys like that, and albeit I know it's for a lot of money, I just can't mess with you, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not down for the cause. I'm, I'm starting to think, Jay, that it's possible the A's were never really – Rooted in Oakland. You know? <laughs> Rooted in Oakland? Nah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I don't know if that was Dave Cavill, but that came out. I think he was running things. And for a while, you know, people were responding. They had those uh, season passes that were really popular. What do they have? Like a treehouse area yeah. in Oakland. Treehouse. And Ace fans like, this is great. And then next thing you know, a few years later, it's like, well, we're going to Vegas. So right. thanks for everything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we got a, I, I have a feeling, you know, it's funny because when the, when the Kings almost moved to Seattle, famously Woj said, "This is if the ball's on the one-yard line, and people around here have never let him forget that. No. But this thing right now is on it's on the two-yard line, but going the other way, right? There's a long ways to go, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's so they many They got pinned things. down with the punt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coffin corner. And guess what? We're now in the mix, and that's, what, that's the emotions, the feelings, the things that it's like, oh, we're on the two. And you know what? Coach has called us in now, and now we're the running back. Yep. They took the star out, yeah. you know, the, the starter. Ah, we got – we, we meaning Sacramento, has an opportunity to, to change, you know, the uh, direction of where the Oakland A's go. Yeah. Well, speaking of football, no football uh, to watch this weekend. So, we've got a solution for you. Stick with us. We're going to help you through this no football weekend. Drive guys, Jay and Whitey, Sackdown Sports. Sports. Hey, the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game is underway. They're playing on that glass LED court. And there are no words to describe how much I hate it. It's really ugly. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I think it's hideous. If other people like it, fine. Maybe it'll be the 
future. And if I'm in the minority, okay, it's basketball. I'll watch it, but it is just ridiculous. Um, you know, they're the colors of the court, the painted area and the three point area, and they're, they're, they're changing during the game and you've got slogans popping up and there's a big clock, the running clock there on the court. I mean, huge numbers showing you how much time is left in the quarter. We just don't need it. Stop it. <laughs> Please. I mean, the in-season tournament courts, some of them were kind of interesting. Um, I think, by and large, they were a, a massive failure. And this is worse. So take my word for it. If you, I would think some people, you got to be careful watching that. You could have seizures. Uh, let me know what you think, Jay. I yeah, haven't like seen it, it yet. Other people may like it. Okay, that's, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you my opinion of it. My opinion of it is it's horrendous. 1140 1140 Now we've been talking about a potential A's temporary move to Sacramento. Ramsey has been hanging on. Ramsey, you're on with Jay and Whitey. Thanks for hanging. What's up? I'm t- I'm honestly torn, gentlemen. I don't know what to do. I mean, Jay and I talk. I'm a, I'm an A's fan myself. I have more personal ties not just to the A's but to the earthquakes as well. Sure. I've been employed and are currently employed by one of the two franchises and in my in many years. And in all my time of working for whether it be the A's or the earthquakes, literally I've only seen John Fisher in person in the flesh one time. And that was literally for a split second. Mm-hmm. So for us to be surprised, spoken, mm-hmm. or put himself to the forefront of this and gave his opinion, shouldn't be a shock whatsoever. And the other thing that, that Jay fit into, Dave Cavill, same thing. You basically, he has been the fall guy for John Fisher, not just since he has been with the A's. He was employed by the Earthquakes before he went to Oakland. Mm, Same franchise. Mm -hmm. So Dave Cavill's basically been John Fisher's fall guy or front man for 10-plus years now Uh and basically saying whatever John Fisher wants him to stay or market John Fisher in some form of light in whatever light he wants to mark, whatever John Fisher wants to be marketed in. Ramsey, real quick, let me ask you a question. Because me and Whitey are definitely torn, and you, you started your conversation, or excuse me, your statement is saying you were yeah. torn. Mm-hmm. Is it the fact that if they were to come to Sacramento and you being an A's fan and, you know, Sacramento being your hometown, and, like, what what are you torn about? I'm torn because I do want, I do want Sacramento to have the possibility of having a, another major league franchise and getting that opportunity to show themselves if the A's were to get here. But I'm torn knowing that they could leave. You'd be tearing something out of Oakland. And I'd also need something. I'd also need something in writing from, and I'm being nice, that subpar commissioner, major league baseball saying that if we do this, I need something in writing saying either the A's are going to stay in Sacramento or that Sacramento is going to be the first team to get a major league baseball expansion team mm. for doing it for doing this for you, mm. and I need it in writing. I don't need I, I don't need a handshake because we see what these handshake deals turn into. 
Yeah, you know what, Ramsey, that's an interesting point, but I don't think we're getting that. I don't even think they were asking for that. I know I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but given that I think Sacramento just so much wants baseball here, I don't think uh, I don't think they're even asking for that. I need, I need, uh, I would need, so, uh, like I said, again, I understand where you're coming from, Kevin, mm-hmm. but I need something. Yeah, I hear you. I would need, I would need some form of guarantee. Yeah, because I don't want, I don't want Sacramento to put itself out there for two or three years, and then they move or just yank it, and we don't get a shot or we don't get anything back in return yeah. for doing this huge favor to Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Thank you, Ramsey. You call any time, okay? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate your insight. Man. Yeah. On the chat. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of Sacramento asking for anything. And it's an interesting thought and understand yeah, where Ramsey's is. coming from. But, you know, I don't know that I don't know that Sacramento was in position to do that. You know, I think Sacramento's well, like, if you need a little bit of help, I, I get what you're saying and I get what Ramsey's saying. And you I know do too. A, a, a um a businessman, you know, uh, <laughs> would come to the table and say, if I am scratching your back and give, giving you a favor, you know, something down the road would need to come my way. I guess you can always I, introduce that. Nothing, I like that. Nothing, if nothing has been agreed upon yet, you can right. always come back. Hey, yeah, well, yeah, we can continue to talk, but we're going to need a few things. Yeah, very true. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, as I mentioned, we're helping fans through this um, non-football weekend and more thoughts here on the chat. Uh, from A's fans on where this all went wrong and how the commissioner and Fisher are to blame. Next with the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports.